Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt Bernard, and Mike Molina. And we'll be right back, Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive continues to grow. They think it's because of their upfront pricing, no haggle or hassle sales experience. And working with one person from start to finish. I think we all know it's because of the loyal podcast listeners. I've said it a million times before. I won't endorse a company that I don't believe in, and Walzer's no exception. I've bought several cars from them, as has my family. I know what you're thinking. Tommy got some special deal. Well, the truth is we paid the Walzer best price just like everyone else. Walzer will sell about 35,000 cars this year, and you can't do that if your prices aren't great. Do yourself a favor. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. I love this song so much, I can't even tell you. Wow! Wow! 24 years today. Is that all? Yeah. <laughs> 24 years today since he took himself out? Yeah. Oh. Really? Yeah. I thought you meant since the band. Oh, God, really? Uh, well, it's it's hard time. to say because I think he was he shot himself, but no one knew or found him for like three or four days. Ugh. Really? Yeah. I agree with Catherine. Ugh. Nice yeah. support staff. Part of the 27 Club. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah. He's part of the 27 Club. He shot himself with a shotgun, didn't he? Yeah, I believe so. That's serious business. I find that to be a negative. Yeah. yeah. Although, you Just know, point that out. If you were married to Courtney Love, I don't know. I'd... Not... Never mind. It makes complete <laughs> and utter sense. Oh, nobody's that <laughs> bad. Terrible, terrible, terrible. <laughs> terrible thing to say. What can it one say? It is terrible. So, what can one say? What day is it? Is it Thursday? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's Thursday. What What kind of weird thing is that to say? I don't know. This week has just been like running together. It's gotten quick. Not like quick enough. 
Yeah, we got we've got ice ice on, ice dams on the house in April. Yeah. That's great. We have ice dams on our house. Yeah. Don't you have those coils? Well, it's a long story. What do you mean it's a long story? We have coils. <laughs> yeah. Well, between the roofer and the gutter people, there's a fight. And uh, and so now we have ice dams because those two are fighting. Yep. Oh, that's great. So who's going to pay for that? Well, they're both going to blame each other until we pay for it. I'm not paying for it. <laughs> you know how it works. Oh, God, I just... How it works in America. Uh, it's just... It's just insane. It's just inhuman. Uh, I know. You know, I'm my upset. apartment's being painted. There's <laughs> nobody here. What are you talking about? It's the old Howard Cosell deal. We started bitching about how horrible his life was. Oh, that's right. Oh, oh my apartment's God. being painted. All right, tough. I'll go. I'll go. I'll do it. But this is the last time. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. I haven't even looked at the news in a couple of days. What's going on? Don't look at the news. Anything new? Anything good? Any good news? Tell I have no more time. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Tantruming on Mike, never a good thing. Why? No one's ever going to, you know. Play that for the rest of life. No one. Uh, let me see. Can I find any good news? Uh, well, for me, you know, the good news is that I haven't received any new honors this week because uh, every time I receive a new honor, I get blasted by the newspaper. So. Well, you need to be taken off your high horse. Yeah, because I'm on a real high horse about it. There's no doubt about it. Yep. Honestly, God, I was telling everybody when I heard that I got into the Minnesota, the Pavic Museum, Minnesota Broadcasting Hall of Fame. Uh, I said, oh, no. And they said, what's the problem? I said, oh, God, remember last July or August when they named me the National Hall of Fame? For about a month, I was the worst human being alive in the newspapers. Oh, that guy, he's just the worst ever and of all time. And I, God, what is it about half of Minnesota that can't stand anybody to be successful? What is that? Like I said, I just think it's just... Yeah. <laughs> not the Italians. Nope. That's not the Sicilians nor the Italians. Let's blame the, the Irish. <laughs> Shortly after the sudden death in January of Dolores O'Riordan, people reported an old friend and label executive who said the 46-year-old Cranberry singer left a final voicemail for him the day she died in which she sounded full of life and was joking. Now TMZ says it has the voicemail left for Dan Waite. And in that 40-second recording, O'Reardon sounds chipper and ready to get together with the group Bad Wolves later that day to record her part for their cover of the Cranberry song, Zombie, a collaboration set up by Waite. Waite. All right, Melina, get the old razor blade ready. She said, and I quote, I think it's fucking awesome. She gushes over the Bad Wolves version of her song. It sounds fucking terribly good, she adds, before signing off by sending love to Irene. The New York Daily News notes that the time of the voicemail was just after 1 a.m. London time on January 15th. O'Reardon was found dead in her hotel room shortly after 9 a.m. that same morning. No official cause of death has yet been released, though Rorden was said to have suffered from depression. Bad Wolves uh, released their cover. Without the vocals, O'Riordan was going to record after her death. 
with all the proceeds going to her three kids, her final words were fucking awesome. Oh, God. Oh, man. She was only 46 years old, too. Yeah. Those are probably going to be my final words. They were uh, for the last few nights, my final words before I went to sleep. So (laughs) I guess it all works out in the end. Um, Melina, are you a wrestling fan? No, not really. No, I, I used to be when I was young. I was when I was probably about your age. I was a wrestling fan, and well, because I knew a lot of the wrestlers at the time. You know, the Legion of Doom and all the rest of it. So, do you know who Luscious Johnny Valiant is, Catherine? Do you know Luscious Jolly Val Johnny Valiant? I don't know him personally, but he's one of my favorite wrestlers. Of all, yes, of all time. <laughs> Oh, a big name in wrestling is gone. Luscious Johnny Valiant, also known as Thomas Sullivan, was struck and killed by a pickup truck. What? While crossing a busy road Wednesday morning in Pennsylvania's Ross Township, reports WPXI. The 71-year-old, that guy's 71? He looks like he's about 40. Well, if you take good care of yourself. Well, apparently... He might be one of the few that didn't do steroids. Well, he was luscious. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That guy was 71? Well, maybe that's an old... That has to be a really What's old... What's his name? Picture. Luscious what? Luscious Johnny Valiant. <laughs> Real name Thomas Sullivan, but don't look up Thomas Sullivan. You'll be looking for years. Yeah, there's a million there are, of those. But About 800,000 harps named Thomas Sullivan. <laughs> 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 I remember the first, I, the first time I heard somebody in my neighborhood call somebody a harp. 71 <laughs> years of age, you would uh, think you'd know how to cross a road. No, okay, yeah, he What's does... What's happening? This is him and... Uh, twenty something. Oh, yeah, oh, so he, he looks a great deal different than yeah. that. Photo. He doesn't look a whole lot like luscious Johnny well, Valiant. I mean, he doesn't look terrible or anything. He just definitely he just looks look older. Just, yeah. The seventy-one-year-old first gained fame as a wrestler back in the nineteen seventies, winning the nineteen seventy-four World Tag Team Championships with James Fanning under the moniker the Valiant Brothers. Valiant went on to become a com- commentator and to manage Hulk Hogan and other top wrestlers, and he was uh, he was inducted oh, into that Valiant. I know who that is. You do not. I drove Hulk, a Valiant. Hulk Hogan's manager, yeah. Let me just tell you, brother. He was, yeah, he's, um, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know he was a wrestler, though. I thought he was just like a wrestling manager. I think what I might do, to tell you the truth, after I turn 70 someday, I'm going to start talking. hit talk- by a pickup truck. I'm going to start talking like that all the time. Like no, I'm you're gonna not. Go, I'm going to go to Walgreens. No, go, you're not. Say, listen, do you have any Diet Pepsi, brother? I'm going to wear a bandana on my head. Okay, you can do that whenever I'm not with you. I'll wear a bandana <laughs> on my head. Do whatever you want as long as I'm not there. I'll probably someday get all that done, brother. Let me just tell you, brother. Or around your grandchildren. You ever notice Hulk Hogan calls everybody brother? <laughs> no, I did not notice that. He does. He calls everyone brother. So, Catherine, do you still have that uh, Bubba the Love Sponge's wife and uh, Hulk Hogan sex tape? You still got that? <laughs> if I knew what you're talking about, I would say yes. You know, he sued <laughs> for $700 million or something. He sued, sued BuzzFeed, I think? Oh. Yeah, BuzzFeed. Or $105 million, that's what it was. Yeah, they, uh, I yeah, he, remember these weird stories. He took them down. That's because you don't pay attention, sister. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> or... I don't care. <laughs> I'm getting part a bandana. I'm getting a bandana. I'm telling you, get a bandana, and I'll do a few, uh, few curls and a few tricep uh, presses. How and much do their managers make? You could always be a manager. I could be a manager. Go on the road with a bunch of uh, wrestlers. Who is the manager? Maybe announcing that'd be a life. Sure. Who was the manager that had the uh, the speech impediment? That was my favorite guy. 
God, I can't remember who he managed, but he was with the AWA, and he had a speech impediment. It was the greatest. Oh, so lateral S, Stan? Here's a situation. You just stupid people. You can't understand the brilliance of uh, these machinations. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah, whatever. The brilliance of your machinations. It was lateral S, Stan. I yeah, he had you. a lateral S, and he used as many S's as he possibly could <laughs> just to make sure that everyone knew he had a lateral S. I, that has got to be an ethic thing, or excuse me, an ethnic thing. What? The lateral S. No, it's a speech impediment. Well, but you know that swallowing yeah. L's thing that like, listen, that listen to me, that thing? Yeah. That comes from uh, far eastern Europe because they say, they talk on the with the back of their tongue rather than the front of their tongue. That's why they can't say L. Yeah. They go L like yeah. that. So this must be, it has to be, because... Once again, it's the position of your tongue, because they kind of talk with the sides of their tongue. Yeah, you got to talk in your cheek, So sort of. So listen. <laughs> so listen here, Luscious. Let me just tell you something, brother. I'll add that, too. At 70, <laughs> I'm going to wear the bandana and start calling everybody brother. And then when I'm 75, I'm going to add the lateral S. Do you have some Zubas left over? Say, listen, I came in, uh, brother, to pick up my prescription. <laughs> what do you think? Everyone will steer clear of you, so they that would will, be good. They will leave You'd be me left al- alone. They wouldn't come anywhere near me if I started doing that. That's a dream of a lifetime. It was the greatest. Maybe you could, should call City Pages up and City talk Pages. To <laughs> hey, let me talk. Hey, brother, let me talk to somebody at City Pages. <laughs> I'm the one person who saw the issue this month. Good God. I told you, honestly, God, every, nobody believes me, but I, honest, the second I saw that I was that I was placed into the Minnesota Broadcasting Hall of Fame at the Pavic Museum, I said, oh, God, here comes the flood of negative yep. publicity. Here come the troubles. Here, yes, here come the troubles. That's exactly right. Uh. It's just, I have said it before, and everybody goes, why do you say that about Minnesota? I said, because it's true. Half the people in Minnesota are the sweetest, nicest people you'd ever want to know, and the other half are the biggest jackasses on earth. Do you think that's a universal thing, though? Not just you know, Probably. particular to Minneapolis. But or Minnesotans Minnesota. just hate it to see anybody succeed. I don't know what the. It's kind of like they think because you succeeded, you're somehow bragging about it. Well, I didn't go over there and go, hey, put me in the Hall of Fame. Well, yeah, I'd really like you to put me in the Hall of Fame. All that's right. not how it works. I think they like it if you're a uh, Democrat in in uh, well, if you in agree poli- with their politics, a, yeah, yeah. If you're yeah, if you're in politics, they like that. You know, we were talking about that this morning. That that the ultra liberal and ultra tolerant are the least tolerant people on earth, and the ultra religious Bible bangers are also the other half of the least tolerant people on earth. So not very, that you're generalizing. No, I'm just saying the very people who should be the most forgiving, the far left and the far right, are the least forgiving people on earth. Like I said, anybody who's an extremist is probably pretty wacky. Yeah, I mean, you're They've not tolerant, you're not liberal, and you're not a deep believer in religion because forgive forgiveness is a wonderful thing. Understanding is another tenant of any religion. Yet the people who are the most religious and the people who are most liberal and tolerant are the least of all those things. What is that? 
How do you not understand what you're supposed to be doing? Andy, he's asking you. Yes, Andy, because Andy's <laughs> so religious and liberal and conservative. <laughs> I, I Seriously, the far right and the far left, it's just unbelievable. If I hear one more time that Jesus hates bigots, Tom, I hope you know that. Yeah, okay. Why don't you settle down? Why don't you dial it? I just talked to Jesus last night, and he told me to tell you to suck on a gas pipe. How about Grow that? a pair and fly away. <laughs> Grow a pair and fly away. <laughs> yes, that's what Jesus told me. That's exactly right. There's no question about it, ladies and gentlemen. It's an interesting world. It's a fun world, though. You go from one day to... see. One thing, ladies and gentlemen, if you listen to the show, you, you know some days I'm in a pretty good mood. Like today, I'm in a really good mood. Yes, and, that's as and good as it gets. Other days, I'm not in that great a mood. I, I've told you before, I get sued and threatened a lot, mm. all the time. Yes, I would and say I, that's true. And sometimes it just piles up on me and gets to me, so I get to be really crabby. And then when I realize nothing's going to happen and it's all BS and they're going to have to go away, then it makes me happy. I'm like, okay, just calm down, everybody. Calm down. That's all I have to say. So listen here, brother. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Did you know that 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years. But did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed. And I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so called up the folks at Whiting Clinic, and they helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery and clearer vision, attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to reserve today. Space is limited, so don't delay. That's 855-555-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. Isn't that James Brown? <laughs> I love that. I love that a lot. Is this what Joe from Louisville sent me? Yes. Right here, ladies and gentlemen, right here. James Brown leading us in. The state's attorney general's office in New York says it is investigating after police fatally shot a man who, according to his father and neighbors, was mentally ill in a statement Thursday. They sh- they shot Bill De Blasio. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's William. Wait a minute. Whatever his German name Read is. Read it again. His real name is like Hoyt Wilhelm. <laughs> Read it again. 
It is. It's like William Wilhelm or yeah. something. No. So he went from a kraut to a Yeah, he switched from a kraut to a dago. It's Warren Wilhelm. Warren Wilhelm. Yeah. There you go. Nine! <laughs> Changes it to de Blasio because, of course, de Blasio. he does. That's his mother's maiden name or birth name. They don't say maiden name anymore. They don't? Uh, no, they say birth name now. Oh. So, yeah, Warren Wilhelm became Bill the Bla- Look, I understand if you don't want to sound like the Hitler youth that you don't want to go with the name Wilhelm. Yeah. What's wrong with the name Warren? Why can't you be Warren de Blasio? Because Warren Buffett already took it. Warren de Blasio is a nice name. Actually, Warren Wilhelm's a nice name, but it does sound like uh, you hate certain religion uh, of people. No, it, doesn't. <laughs> it does too. Sound like you could you sound like you'd round up the last man if you know. What I'm <laughs> wow, JB, why are you in studio on Thursday? <laughs> Because I quit my job and I can't take it anymore. No, I'm kidding. What? <laughs> no. Why are you in studio with the biggest bigot in the state of Minnesota, according to City Pages? Uh, well, part of it's it's why, weird. Why would you do it? He goes, it's weird. Because he's a bigot, your, too. Thanks for all your support, JB. He goes, well, actually, it's weird. Well, you didn't let me finish. Part of it well, was um, we did have somebody there who quit. Uh, and you? Yeah, and I've been moved up the travel roster, and so I will be, oh. I will be traveling the next two Fridays. So oh. I'll be okay. here for a little bit on the next two Thursdays. Just to, yeah. Silly me, I thought you were here to support me. Well, and you know, I, I, said, I said there was two. <laughs> I said there was two things. The other thing was Faber. No, the other Max thing was Faber. I finally went to Facebook this morning and kind of checked things out, and it was like. Oh, you did? It's like, oh, no, what now? Again? So I went and looked, yeah, at, put, this, yeah. I looked at the story, and it's like, what a hatchet job. Yeah, well, it is oh, what it is. It's not even a story. As well. I said, I, every time, every, every every Hall of Fame I get put in, I end up getting blasted <laughs> by the newspapers. So it's like, okay, well, whatever. But my thing is, they didn't name the people who were actually making comments. No, they blamed them all on me. And then they blamed, they, like, you were pulling the strings to make people laugh and give false information and whatnot. It's like, I know, as somebody it's just who, unbelievable. As somebody who was set in that studio, they make their own dumb, only for, dumb, stupid comments. Right. They only sat there for about 25 years, so what do you know? <laughs> right. They make, and so I yeah. did partly also come in to support you. Well, good. Well, thank you. Yeah. As a black man in America today, I appreciate. <laughs> yes, but the the, <laughs> com- the comments at the comments section had me in tears this morning. No, I, heard, I heard I got a lot of support this morning in the you, comments section. You you got, but they 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 started in on you. Then you got support. Then they started fighting with each other. That's what I said. Yeah, that's what I love. That's, what <laughs> that's, I, that's what when I it gets good. Laughing was they were fighting each well, other. Well, thank you to the people. Right within the comment uh. section, it's like, and, yeah. it, and it's like again, people making comments because they got either a personal agenda or don't know anything about the topic at all. You could tell. Yeah. Right, well, that's true. You could tell by their comments. Should yeah. we give them something new to, to write about in city pages? What you call, sure. call me a Negro and I'm write about that? I'm surprised. 
I'm surprised you're here, JB. I didn't know I could count on you people. <laughs> well, you knew. What I love about the comments... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I knew what? Um, what I love about the comment section is when they start arguing about something that has nothing to do with right. the story yep. at I all. Know. There's yes. nothing. They're just fighting just because they like to fight. Right. Uh, I'm going to fire back a pithy comment. It's very funny. It's hilarious. But what I was going to say... It's very funny. You knew I was going to come a run it. To show my well, of course I did. You and I have been friends for a quarter of a century. For, well, no, longer than that, actually, yeah, over 30 the, years. Right. It's just the fact it's over that, 30 years. You know, I got it, I'm traveling with softball later today and be gone the rest of the week and then same thing next week. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I, the amazing thing to me is, is that these morons that write these stories, the KQ Morning Show was the first morning show in America. The first in America to have black people on it, to have women on it, mm-hmm. to have Jews on it, to have an Asian woman on it. I mean, you, you go down the list. We did all of it first, and somehow I'm a bigot. Well, I don't really understand how that's possible. As I was reading the story, they were working hard to twist the story that way. They oh, were. Oh, really? Yes. No, I haven't I was read like, the story, so. It was like, you're reaching. And I would read a few more lines. You're reaching again. Yeah, you. Well, and, and the, the, then the thing that got apparent, that came apparent to me, is like they wouldn't name anybody else. It was just a co-host. Oh. Who's co-host? Oh, really? Yes. Who's <laughs> so, co-host? So nobody else's name was in it. Right. It was all <laughs> co-host. Another co-host. Captain of the ship. Right. And then your oh, name would well. pop up, and then it was co-host mm. again. It was like so, Catherine. I would be easy with calling yourself co-host, Catherine. <laughs> That's a dangerous, yeah, dangerous title, I know It yeah. is indeed But the great thing about it is all my friends stepped up And a lot of the listeners, from what I understand, stepped up Because I don't read the stuff, but it, Catherine loves to read it to me Because she like thinks it tortures me No, I don't think it tortures you yes, I just, you like I said, I just I find, I find the mentality of the people That would spend so much time on somebody they allegedly could hate or don't care about at right. all or have never listened to or don't even know who it is but you can, but they spend so much time spent you know commenting hateful things about somebody that they don't even know or have ever heard of yeah, it's, it's just amazing to me so well, we got them some business cuz it's first time anybody's read city pages <laughs> right. in about 10 years that's true you so know that's good i actually read the article about um Mike Lindell, because somebody sent me the link. Oh, I didn't. Really I didn't even read. I didn't even read the article about you. But the article about Lindell was like so. It wasn't even an article. It was like somebody is like high and making up stories. <laughs> they, they, they were high. <laughs> and and, and vengeful. It's just crazy. And vengeful. Why? Oh yeah. He makes yeah. pillows. But What's there to be vengeful about? Because he because he supports Trump. Yeah. Right. They it's, hate his guts con- because he supports Trump. It's his connection with Trump. I mean, I have. Yep. Well, it's funny because and that uh, he's religious. With all of that um, anti-right uh, rhetoric they have uh, on their Wikipedia page, it says that a few people, like some Hispanic councilwoman, has called them sexist and racist before. Who, City Pages? Yeah. Oh, really? So, <laughs> yeah, it's like, all the good that did you. Yeah. Yeah, no, they've been, yeah. they, they've, I'm quite sure that uh, whatever Nakivi pounds, whatever. whatever. Nikita, Lime, Li, Nikita Leva? Or no, Nikima? Nikima Levy pounds. Levy pounds. I'm quite Levy. sure she's probably gone after them, after they've done a. Yeah, a positive story on it. Later on, she's probably 
know, it's it for them. It should be par for the course and part of you know. But what I just don't understand is why do we? Why do people put up with this crap being they a- like anything? It. Yeah. People it's, like it. I mean, the Star yeah. Tribune owns it. It's it's, yeah. it's entertainment. By the way, the only time mm. I the only time I see it is when there's a restaurant in Dickingtown called Tony's Diner. Is when mm-hmm. I go in there mm, yeah. and I'm waiting for my food because I always order it to go. Yeah. I mean, it's a nice restaurant, but most of the time I want to just just go and sit somewhere really quiet by myself. Yeah, mm-hmm. I understand that. And um, most of the time it's in my car, by the way. <laughs> but anyway. Right. Um, but, yeah, I'll sit and page through it. But, you know, it's fish wrap. That's all it is. It's, it's, it's slanted yeah. political stories. Written by, like Catherine said, by people who are either high or are recovered from being high or something, you know. Or something. So we'd fit right in. <laughs> um, you know, the amazing thing about that is I, I don't want anybody to be fired. I don't want anybody to be silenced. Uh, I, I do. Would, Vengeance is mine. What I would like to see is you use your head because you look like such a jackass, apparently. I didn't, like I said, I didn't read it. It's but for true. the stuff that people it's have read nasty. to me. I, it's like, I don't go, well, you should fire that person. I don't want to ruin anyone's life. It's their job. Uh, so I don't want them to lose their job. I don't want to hurt their life. Or Just shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. You didn't do any research. I mean, we have had, we are, and I, I hate this word, but we are the most diverse morning show in America. But apparently that's not good enough for you. How many years? I, I just we- don't. Uh, Oh, yeah. Joked about um, NPR openly. Years oh, God, and years forever. And years. forever. And I mean, all yeah. of Welfare us on that, sh- on that show don't find NPR to be our cup of tea because it isn't. No. And, the, and I'm not their t- cup of tea. That's fine. Right. That's good. You know. And my God, it was a listener that came up with Welfare Radio. I just think it's a funny name. Right. You know, it's not slamming welfare. My family was on welfare for a few months when I was a kid. I've uh, you know, so I got nothing against welfare. It's just funny to call NPR welfare radio. I, I've heard that you know? term from other outlets in this town. Oh, have you now? Yeah. The the mayor yeah, says see, there it you all go. the mayor says it all the time. Not welfare radio. No, he does. Every once in a while he'll use the exact label. I didn't really? know that. Oh yeah. I've heard that. You talking about the mayor of St. Paul? No, the, the Joe Susher way. We call him the mayor in, the, in this business. Oh, that mayor. Right. Yeah, Welfare Radio. He, he, uh, he used it, too. It was a listener right. that came up with it. Yeah, he listens to Joe, and he listens to KQ Morning Show. We have a caller. We have the guest. The guest. Oh, well, we're going to break in two minutes. Well, I can just say hi, and we can go on a break. Well, we'll well if, if, i got to finish the story, though, that Joe okay. sent to me. The state's attorney general's office is investigating after police fatally shot a man who, according to his father and neighbors, was mentally ill. In a statement Thursday, a spokesperson said the attorney general's special investigations and prosecutions unit has opened an investigation into the deaths of Shahid Vassell or Vassal. What? What was that noise? Uh, anyway, we're committed to conducting an independent, comprehensive, and fair investigation, the statement said. Officers said they opened fire Wednesday after Vassell, 34, pointed an object at them and was later found to be a metal pipe. Well, it sure looks like a gun. There's a picture of it. It looks just like a gun to me. Uh, it says it's a metal object. Does that not look like a gun to you? There's I a really picture of it. I really can't tell. I, oh. I mean, I know he's... I, I don't know. That I no absolutely idea. looks like a gun. There's a picture of it. He's pointing it at another man. 
Uh, he was pointing a silver firearm at people on the street, according to NYPD Chief of Department uh, Terrence Monahan. Five officers responded and counted a man matching the description. In 911 calls, a suspect took a two-handed shooting stance and pointed an object at the approaching officers, two of oh, whom were in uniform. God. So the officers fired ten rounds and killed him. Mm. I- I'm just telling you. Could you see this picture, Andy? Well, I see there's like a, pis- a separate picture of the pipe, and it was clearly, it was like welded together to look like a gun oh. yeah, so from a distance. What are the cops supposed to do? Just let the guy, it's, that's the whole thing. You can't, it's too bad this mentally ill man is dead, but you, cops can't just let you do that. It looks exactly like a gun. You, um, They had no choice. Mm. He took a shooting stance against them, pointed what looked to be a pistol at them. It was obviously suicide by cop. Yeah, it kind of looks like it. It's terrible. Well, maybe, mm. maybe. But, well, Tom, of course you would have that thought because you're... You're off microphone somehow. Am I? Yeah, you, your microphone's not working properly. Oh. I'd, I don't know why not. Huh. What did you not? What did you do now, JB? Way to go! <laughs> I was about to tell, tell a funny joke, but I was going to say, well, of course you would think that, Tom, because you're pro cop and pro pro Trump. That's right. Mm-hmm. I am. Pro, and, oh, I'm pro. Oh, now I'm pro Trump. Okay, I, I see. He forgot. I forgot that, that, that I was pro Trump. That was in the story too. I thought that I'm pro Trump. Yeah. What? Mm. That's ridiculous. I know. I mean, I'm not anti-Trump. I wasn't pro-Obama or anti-Obama. No, I'm not that, pro-Trump that, or anti-Trump. I, I almost swear I read that in the story and I went, are these people cracked? Good Lord. <laughs> yes. We will be right back. Thank you for your patience, Dr. Ellen R. Wald. We will be with the doctor in just a short bit, Tom Bernard Show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable, stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. MyPillow is offering more than 50% off his four-pack special, which includes two premium MyPillows and two go-anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com.
are back, ladies and gentlemen. Our very special guest, Dr. Eleanor Wall. Good morning, doctor. Or good afternoon, doctor. Hi. Depends on where you are, doctor. <laughs> How are you doing? Doing very, very well. I just, uh, we try to figure out the world. I, I, it's, it's an interesting place. We haven't done it yet, though. We have not figured out what the world's all about, Dr. Wall. Maybe you could help us. We're working very hard. I'll do my best. Thank God. Dr. Ellen Wald is author of Saudi Incorporated and grew up just outside of Phil. I can't talk to you. You're an Eagles fan. <laughs> I am, uh, for the record, I am not an Eagles fan. Oh, I'm actually a Giants fan. So let's let's get that straight. Okay, well, not an good, Eagles fan. Because the Eagles crushed the Vikings in the NFC Championship game, so I, I would have had to hang up on you. <laughs> well, so did the Giants well, back in 2001. I was rooting for the Vikings in that game. Wait, you were both talking at the same time. What was that? I was rooting for the Vikings in that game. Thank you, Dr. Wall. I appreciate it. You look terrible, doctor. (laughs) Dr. Wald is a scholar at the Arabia Foundation with expertise in how policy wars, diplomacy, the stock market, oil pricing, and innovative impact, the future of energy. God, there are so many things I want to talk to you about. There are many, many, many things. I could I this is a I don't think it's off topic but it's not the most important thing we're going to talk about. Why are we letting all our oil just sit around in America and not using it ourselves? What are we doing? Ah, that is an excellent question. Goes, ah. so, <laughs> one of the things that we are doing is we are producing a lot of our oil. In fact, we're producing more, we're producing more oil than we have since any time since the 1970s, which right. is really when uh, we stopped being a big oil producer. So our oil production is way up. We are, in fact, starting to export our oil. In fact, some American oil went to China, which is a big shift. Mm-hmm. So we are making use of our oil. But part of the issue with American oil is that it's a very – the oil we're producing right now is very light kind of oil, and our refineries are not equipped to process a lot of that oil, and we need some heavier oil. So we still have to import oil in order to make our refineries more efficient and to be able to process that oil. But if we were able to upgrade our refineries, build new refineries, we'd definitely be able to make use of more of our own domestic oil. So someday North Dakota will make a comeback. Without a doubt, as long as we keep our policy going the way it's going, I would say. Okay, good. And hopefully we'll do that, but who knows? Politicians, I hate politicians. Have I ever pointed that out to you, doctor? (laughs) You're not alone. (laughs) (laughs) Saudi Incorporated. uh, Saudi, uh, is it Aramco or Aramco? Aramco. Aramco. Saudi Aramco is the most profitable company in the world and one of the most mysterious. Later this year, or early 2019, Aramco will have an initial public offering, an IPO, that could be the largest IPO in history. Both the New York Stock Exchange and the LSE are courting Saudi Prince, uh, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman for Aramco IP, the Aramco IPO in Saudi Incorporated, energy industry and Middle East expert Ellen R. Wald, Ph.D., has put together a fascinating story of Saudi Aramco and the family that controls the multi-trillion dollar enterprise. Dr. Multi-trillion. Wald, multi-trillion, yeah. Nice. I, Dr. Wald, please explain to me why it is we love to be 
in bed with a company that treats women horribly, that treats homosexuals uh, with much scorn, and in some cases kills them. Why do we deal with these people? Another excellent question. And to answer that question, I first think we need to make a distinction between the company Aramco and the country of Saudi Arabia. Because Saudi women have actually had a lot of independence within the company. They do not. There are no restrictions on clothing in Aramco. Women do not have to wear a baya or head covering. And I've seen lots of women when I was at Aramco not wearing a hijab, not wearing a baya, dressed very fashionably. Women drive on Aramco. They hold very significant positions in management and as engineers. So Aramco as a company is probably much more forward-thinking than Saudi Arabia as a whole. And in fact, Saudi Arabia could learn a lot from its oil company. And part of the reason that the oil company is much more progressive, you could say, than the country has to do with the fact that it was originally an American company. And they retained a lot of that American lifestyle and American outlook. So how how do they get away with it? Because so, it's owned yeah, by, by by Mohammed bin Salman now, right? Well, the official line is it's owned by the government, but as we yes. all know, the government of Saudi Arabia is a monarchy. Right. So we'll <laughs> so leave it at that. Owned. So how does he give them that much freedom? I, the, just because he, they used to have it, why didn't he take that away? Well, one of the reasons that they've done this is because goes back to his grandfather, the first king of Saudi Arabia, King Abdulaziz. And Abdulaziz needed money. He needed it very badly. He was the king of an extraordinarily poor country. And he realized that if he gave the Americans a degree of independence out there in the desert, that they could be very profitable for him. And uh, as uh, a good story uh, that I was told is that the governor of that province, the king actually told that governor, he said, you do whatever you have to to keep those Americans safe, make sure they are totally undisturbed, let them do whatever it is they need to make money. And they actually called this governor the head chopper because he would sometimes use very violent methods of making sure that the oil industry was not disturbed. It amazes me because a lot of times I also do a morning show, which we should also book you on, as a matter of fact. Uh, and I talk a great deal about that, that, some, that people will do anything for money, and it sounds like that's exactly what the crown prince is doing. Just because money, trillions of dollars involved, all of a sudden, oh, everything's okay, don't worry about it. And the Saudis are very savvy, smart, and strategic business people when it comes to that. Just... This, I mean, the old question was always, how much money do you need? And apparently that number keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, how much money a certain person needs. Because I just figure if you have a comfortable house and you got a car that, uh, that works and uh, your family can eat, you go to the movies once in a while, you go out to dinner once in a while, that's about all I want to do anyway. So what, what do they want? Well, when you own every grain of sand in, in your province, you have a different opinion. I guess you get your own jets, and that's what, I don't know. Who cares about that? That's what life is? Really? That, that's what you want your life to be, is I have more jets than you do. Well, one of the things uh, in Saudi Arabia is that having that money is actually an important way for the Saudi royal family to maintain their power. Oh. Because in the beginning... 
they maintained it by force. They had to conquer people. But then they had to basically dispense wealth to remind all of the various tribes and the various cities that they were the ones in charge. And so having that money made them able to provide for the people and cemented their power. And it still is a way for them to maintain power. So that profit is important for maintaining their rule. Yeah, I could, uh, so it's all, it's all about power and money, the combination of the two. Uh, yeah, power. That, I guess that does make sense. It doesn't to me. I couldn't care less about that kind of thing. Uh, you know, a lot of things, Dr. Wall, that people care deeply about, I couldn't care less about. Uh, the whole argument in America right now is that that people are very bigoted and this, that, and the other. I, why would I possibly care what your skin color is? Why on earth would I care about that? Why would I care about your gender? Why would I care about your orientation? It's got nothing to do with me. You're either a jerk or you're not. That's all I care about, right? As it should be. Yeah, I, I just... I think you'd have made a lousy king. Yeah, I'd have made a terrible, I'd have made a terrible king. You're absolutely right about that. So I don't know much about. I don't know anything about stock market actually. I have very little knowledge. But now what I've, does this mean for the yeah, world? I've always heard that by the time the IPO comes out, all the real money's been taken out, and then the the initial public offering. Once the public can can make a bid, all the profit is pretty much gone. Is that true? Well, I think it's true to say that when the IPO happens, the people who make a lot of money are the ones who were already invested. Right. But that doesn't mean that there isn't opportunity for others to make money. But as you say, you know, the stock market is still a little bit about gambling, so there's definitely risk involved. Yeah, it amazes me because I've always we're, we have an IPO. Oh, so you guys are already solidly cemented uh, in place, and you've made all your money. So now we can all gamble on what what's left over. Is that pretty much it? That's definitely one way of putting it. Okay, <laughs> you and I agree on a lot of things, Doctor Wald. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I will tell you that. So. Wow, multi-trillion dollar enterprise. Because they talk about the fact that Bezos is the richest person in the world. He's worth $120 billion. But there is no way that he can be the richest person in the world if the crown prince has a multi-trillion dollar enterprise. Because I'm not saying that he owns it, but in reality he owns it, right? Exactly. We can't say he owns it, but kind of does. I think the, the issue here is is that we don't really know quite how much Aramco is worth yet because it hasn't gone public. Yeah. We know how much, or we can say how much Amazon and, and Jeff Bezos is worth because that information is public. But until Aramco actually does IPO, we don't really know how much it's worth. We can make estimates and guesses, so we think it could be between $1 and $2 trillion. But once that IPO happens, then we could say for sure. It's a fascinating world, I will tell you that, uh, Dr. Wald. I, did you grow up in New York? No, I actually grew up right outside of Philadelphia. How did you become a Giants fan then? They're the best team out there. What can I say? <laughs> you just decided one day that... Uh, I had Eli, to buck the trend. Did you think Eli Manning was cute? Be honest, don't lie. Eli Manning is the most handsome quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> Better, more, more handsome than Tom Brady? 
Without a doubt. And I lived in Boston for many years, and two of those years were the years the Giants beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Oh, man, that must have been wonderful for you. That that (laughs) must have been wonderful. It certainly was sweet. Are you you a little bit nervous about being so honest in your book? You know, that's a really great question. No one's ever asked me that before, and I'll give you the honest answer, which is yes. I I am a little bit nervous. Yeah. But I really wanted to come out there and just lay it all out, and I thought that these these things needed to be known. And I'm definitely interested to see what people say in response, but I wanted to put it out there. See, Dr. Wald, that, see, I'm very impressed because that, now that impresses me about a human being. Again, it's not skin color, it's not orientation, it's not gender, it's the fact that you have character. That's very attractive that you have a lot of character. And even though it's, it struck me immediately, man, she's taken a hell of a risk here, that you just shot right past that uh, and set that aside and went ahead with the book anyway, which I'm, I don't know you, but I'm very proud of you. And, I, and next time we talk, I will know you. But I want to get you booked on the morning show as well uh, to talk about this. I'm very impressed with, uh, with your attitude and... Uh, are you? Are you? Uh, do you have a family? I, I do. Um, I don't children. usually talk about them that much in public. They, no, no, they prefer not to be in, in the limelight. But yes. No, I, I, and, and you don't have to tell me. But you, you do have a family. So I just, if you're ever in the uh, in the Minneapolis St. Paul area, just look me up, and I'll make sure they do okay. <laughs> so that'll, oh, I'd love to. Thank you're gonna, you. You're going to need that all over the United States. No, I, I think. <laughs> It's wonderful what you're doing because these people are just, and by these people I mean all the politicians in America and in, in Western and Eastern Europe and Russia, pretty much all the world. Politicians and these kind of people are just, I think, the most disgusting human beings on earth that will do anything. They will harm anyone, and you're looking to do the exact opposite, and I want you to know that I personally really appreciate that. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. I I appreciate hearing that. I hope we talk again very, very soon. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a good day. Dr. Eleanor Wall, the book is called Saudi Incorporated. Uh, Very impressive. (laughs) You are so weird sometimes. (laughs) You're like, are you worried about your life and being in danger? How many children do you have? What are their ages? And where do they go to elementary school? It's like, what? We'll be back. uh, (laughs) Catherine and I will be back to argue in about seven minutes. (laughs) Tom Bernard, yeah.